As you're probably going to find out over the next little snippet of my life, I, I don't really open up all that much. I'm pretty um, reserved with my emotions and, and feelings, and I'm not really one to open up, but you're probably going to get more out of me today than, mm-hmm. than most have in my whole life. Here we are, first episode. As part of the series, I'm wanting to share with you all stories, often unspoken, from your everyday he or she, regular people you can relate to and level with. Today is just that. Someone I've known for well over a decade, I've emceed his wedding, he was in the lineup for mine, but we're a tale of contrasts. One grew up on the beach, the other in the country. One that had multiple siblings, the other zero. One with your stereotypical mum and dad, the other just with a mum. But what we do share are the struggles in trying to build our own family. And as you'll hear, we're both typically people that bottle things up. So this is all new ground, and for many listening that know us both, there's no surprises there. Now, whether you've experienced similar challenges or you know someone that has and you want to support, I hope our chat really opens things up, possibly educates, or just for a laugh at two battlers on the father journey. Thanks for tuning in. I do hope you enjoy. Happy days, here we are. So, <laughs> now before we get cracking, for everyone rolling through, just a quick fire, six and out questions, six questions to get the ball rolling. Idea is to shine a light into the person. Super quick and easy, mate, so shoot from the hip. Best dad joke? <laughs> oh, right, man, I don't really have many good dad jokes. Oh, a good one. Um, oh, not a good one. It's horrible, actually. I'll, I'll hit you with it see how you go. Actually, Used to get told this one by um, oh maybe sort of father figure in my life when I was probably in the sort of teenage years when I was sort of running a mucky sort of look after me. Um, good friend of ours, Junior, uh, Chuck Place. <laughs> it's the Chuck, shout. So uh, what's the biggest ant in the world? You tell me. An elephant. Hey, there we go. <laughs> what's That's, the... Jeez, uh, that is tough. What's the biggest ant in the world, LG? Biggest ant in the world. Got me stumped. A giant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to a flyer. So moving into the next. Hold on, I've got one more for you. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go. What's the biggest mouse in the world? Besides Simo, you tell me. A hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is uh this is outstanding. Rightio. Well there you go, some crackers, so make sure you jotted those down. Mate, what's your poison or your guilty pleasure? Um oh mate, I've definitely got a few. Like many through lockdown, um, alcohol, alcohol yep. definitely, beers, a little bit of self-medicating with a screaming child, they um, got me through it, but mate, I'm always um, always a special for a shot of tequila, if anyone's keen. Yeah, you don't mind it, do you? But yeah, nah, mate, it's not all alcohol, just yeah, chocky, chocolate. Beauty. Cup CDN. of tea. CDN. Yeah, thanks Happy for coming. dairy milk. <laughs> yeah. That is a household favourite here too, you can tell. Mate, festival or chill, what, what's your go-to there? Mate, I'm a special for a... Two-hour little sleep when the when the young fella goes down in midday. But, um, mate, for me, definitely, most people that know me, it's a festival. Always mm-hmm. good for live music and um, dancing with my shoes off, carrying on like a pork chop. So, yeah, festival for me, mate. Beauty. Do you have Yourself? a favourite, just quickly? A favourite over the years? Oh, I think it was 
Daft Punk 07. Um, it's hard to beat. Good vibes back in the day. Absolutely. Very good, mate. Very good. Look, my end. Um, yeah. Oh, look, these days, similar. I'm very chill. I'm very relaxed. Uh, but, yeah, festival, mate. Hard to beat. We, we shared a few and, yeah, I'll probably leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most proud of in your life? That's a tricky one. I mean, it changes probably daily. Not maybe not daily, but yeah, so it's often changing. I would say, like, obviously, mate, having having the, my son Marlo, it's just incredible. Just being able to produce that, I reckon. Sort of, as we'll dive into later, every kid and every baby, every child is is a gift in itself. But um, yeah, some some find it harder than others, as we'll probably discuss later on. But I don't mention it enough, especially to Kate. But just proud of what the mums go through. Proud of like what Kate had to deal with in, in the birth and obviously pre-birth getting pregnant in the first place. Mate, I, yeah, I definitely don't tell her enough and as you're probably going to find out over the next little snippet of my life, I, I don't really open up all that much. I'm pretty um, reserved with my emotions and, and feelings and I'm not really one to open up, but you're probably going to get more out of me today than, than mm. most have in my whole life. So, yeah, proud of what Kate's done, especially being a young mother and or just a mother in general, but like, yeah, what they go through is brutal. Absolutely, mate, and I, I hear you there on many levels. We're very lucky, I think, both of us. And, uh, yeah, look, also why I wanted you on, mate, I think very similar. We're cut from the same cloth in terms of not sharing much. So, yeah, keen to see where this one goes today, that's for sure. And I guess last and not least, what does father mean to you? Again, that one's dynamic. Like, obviously, growing up, having a super close father and dad and, and father figure like mate it was it was all about just looking up to him but at the same time my old man I'm one of four boys as you know him and I were super close and maybe that's why we clashed but um, I definitely challenged my father more than any of the other brothers we um yeah we had our differences over the years and had many arguments and many a um a rumbles between the two of us but just being there as much as you can with your, with either your father or your son. Like I work a pretty serious amount of hours week to week, so any chance I get, it's just spending time. And and now it, it's teaching, like taking the time to to really just show them things. As as you know, it's epic for them just to be have their little minds blown by something as simple as like I don't know, showing them how to clean the car. Or I don't know, something like that. But Mm. So before we dive in, just tell us a bit about yourself. Name, where you're from, where you live, what's your go? Name's Trent Meany. Grew up on the northern beaches. Yeah, mum and dad have always lived on the northern beaches as well. They moved to Freshwater in the early 80s after living up at Fairlight. Um, one of four boys. How's the four boys, mate? That would have been, would have been all happening. How'd, yeah. that, how'd that play out? Mate, it was, it was, it was busy. It was yeah. busy and I... I don't give mum and dad enough credit now. And until now, where you've got a kid of your own, you're just like, fuck, how did they do that? Yeah. Like, I'm struggling with one boy, let alone four yeah. of them running around causing havoc. Loving mother and father that was just always there. And, and they were just sort of pretty much, now that you think about it and dive in, they just pretty much did everything for us. Working a couple of jobs. And as soon as they got home, it was either take us to training for whatever sport we we're into at the time or run us down the beach. And, and then weekends was the same. So. Yeah, beauty. Mate, sounds pretty pretty special. And I guess fast forward to today, fiery, chippy. Dad, how do you juggle it all? 
I'm lucky enough that with the fires I get a few days off, so I still get to do my carpentry on the side and earn a little bit of pocket money here and there. But yeah, it's busy. It's a busy life, especially with the young fella. So, and I've noticed that change over the since having Marlo, um, who's now two, and those busy lives everyone lives. Sort of, um, it's nothing too chill. But I've really noticed that any spare second I get, I'm sort of wanting to spend it with the family more so than the mates and the going out that I used to. So I still obviously get that bit of break and, and I'm lucky enough that, like yourself, our group of friends, a lot of them have got kids and we sort of combine having a drink and catching up and socialising as well as enjoying it with the family. So it's busy but you make it work and it's, it's all good fun. Yeah, beautiful. kind of kid you were growing up? Oh, How would nightmare. you place that? <laughs> yeah, I hear Nightmare. And Sorry, Mum. The apple f- doesn't fall <laughs> far from the tree with Marlo. He's he's full of beans, isn't he, Marlo? Oh, mate, he's difficult, but we've only got one person to blame for that. And yeah, again, po- apologies to Mum and Dad. Yeah, I was I was difficult as a kid. I think I don't know in what way. I was just, I just testing easy. the boundaries, maybe. Yeah, testing the boundaries definitely with Mum and Dad. I was I was yeah, they would say I was definitely difficult. Yep. Clash with my old man over the years. Yep. And Mum. Yep. It would have been a few times mum looked at it and shook her head and just gone, I'm out of here. Yeah. She is. Fair enough. Oh, so yeah, it's no. fair to say you're the black sheep of the four? <laughs> four brothers? <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. I'd like to think differently, but yeah. potentially. We'll, we'll move forward. Um, yeah, please Mate, your, your parents are kind enough to open their doors to myself and actually many others over the years. They're absolute champions. How was that? Like, was that random? Were you – yeah, I've never really – obviously super appreciative – of your parents and, and you and your brothers that were there at the time. But how was that? Was it was it good? Was it torture? What, no, talk? it was good. Like, as, as you said, mum and dad opened their doors and um, had a few stragglers, had a few battlers like yourself <laughs> rolling around and, <laughs> yeah. and, sh- and sharing um, one of the many rooms they had in their um, big house. I mean, as one of their older brothers would leave or my younger brother Brad, would, he went overseas and did um, college in America for a bit. So there's always a spare room here and there and... Mum's used to feeding sort of mm-hmm. four or five guys a night. So it was all right. They're, they're always there to help out. So it was pretty random. We just, how did that happen? Did we just see you walking down the course though with your yeah, bag over your shoulder? homeless, yeah, pretty much at the bus shelter. And I think you just <laughs> did a U-turn, threw me in and that was yeah. it. Yeah. So <laughs> no, mate, it was, uh, oh, yeah, it's a good question actually. How did that come about? You in between houses? I was, yeah, yeah, halfway houses. No, I was in between, yeah, places at the time. I actually just broke up actually with my... Ex missus now married at the time, of course, happily. Um, Yeah, and I I just broke up with her. She moved back to New Zealand, and I was in a bit of a spot. And it was yeah, a matter of just trying to find, I guess, my feet in a way. Obviously, we were playing footy together at the time. We were close. My mum unfortunately wasn't able to to pull me in. She was just in a little little unit herself in Narrabeen, and that was tricky. So yeah, your parents were kind enough to to let me in, and it was magic. And I had. A few months there before I went over to work in San Diego for a while and had a lot of fun. Actually, ran into Brad, and your brother, and that's right. Of he was over there. That was the time he was doing college in the states, yeah, and yeah. Um, obviously his room was spare, and yep, his seat at the table, at the dinner table, was spare, and swooped in, swooped in, <laughs> yeah. and you were dubbed brother Brad <laughs> yeah. or brother Sam, either yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good times, mate, and definitely something I'm super appreciative of as well. Kath, Bill, hope you're listening. If you're not. I'm going to force this down your throat. So no, <laughs> but no, on, thank you. And get on board. Yeah. So no, that was, was good times. H- how did you find? Well, I, I guess touching on your upbringing before 
jumping around, your upbringing, did that shape the way you're raising Marlo, your son? And obviously, you know, your daughter to be now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a got another one on the way. Little um, a girl due oh, a couple of months now. So, yeah, only eight weeks away, which is daunting. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have two running around. But, um, yeah, I think so. Definitely mum and dad were super active. So they were busy all yep. the time um, and still are with – with sort of my son and and uh, Marlo's cousins, um, their their other grandsons, we're always doing activities. Still are, so I think so. Like super loving, like mm. caring, and um, obviously there to do everything, but also not pushing us, but getting us out there doing stuff, keeping us active. So I I dare say so. Um, Probably even subconsciously, there's got to be ways. I'm sure which you'll pick up as you go through that. Yeah, will definitely be a reflection of yeah the beautiful. I guess upbringing you had, you know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, mate, I was, as you said, super fortunate. Um, just to think mum and dad, like, having four boys, like, that's no easy feat, especially teenage boys don't really, they can't really, they've got different impulses. Mm-hmm. Um, many guys go sort of off the rails. and But, like, we all kept a steady sort of steady head growing up. I don't know, it was probably mum's um, discipline. Yep. Mum yep. over dad, I'd say. But yeah, she um she kept us all in line, and then if it had to get handed over, Dad, you know, you really stuffed up. But um, now we all grew up. We've all got great partners. We've all got pretty successful jobs. Everyone's really happy and stable. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can go down that yeah. track with our kids. Yeah, for sure, mate. Definitely. And from a kid perspective, mate, you were the the first one in the crew to have one, or you know, our smaller knit crew, I guess you'd say. How have you and Kate found that? Like, was it good, tough? Did you feel like at times you were running solo? How yeah, was that? Yeah, so, um, so it was tricky because on Kate's girlfriend's side, um, Kate's oh, a few months older than me, but her girlfriends and girlfriend, yeah, girlfriend group, they, um, they all started having kids slightly earlier. That's right. So the pressure was on Kate. We got married probably one of the, one of the earliest um, in, in my group. That's right, yep. So she was super keen to have kids around the same time as her girlfriends. Uh, naturally, that's just what you want to do, have the kids growing up the same age. But then my group of friends were slightly, and by slightly I mean maybe a year, 18 months. Marlo's a little bit older than, than your son Henry and, and the other kids. But um, So we were sort of stuck in the middle between Kate's friends were a few years older and then my friends were a couple of years behind, like yeah. behind. So we were sort of... Kind of in the middle, actually. It's working yeah, well. Yeah, so it, it sometimes... it. It felt like you're on your own, but also we were going. We had Marlo right at the start of that COVID lockdown, so mm. there were times where you didn't get to go out and socialise like you were. So I, I suppose maybe sometimes you felt separate because, especially for me, it, it was hard because as you guys were all going out and partying, not partying still, but able to do what you wanted, mm. um, and it didn't always suit me, obviously, mm. having a, a difficult kid that wasn't all that keen on sleeping. So yeah, that I sort of you. bedtime was pretty tricky. Yep, yep. But yeah, it was it was good. Like we we we're super lucky. We couldn't like we had difficulties getting pregnant. So mate, anything when Marlo came along that we were found out that we were pregnant, we were just over the moon, obviously. So we couldn't really care less as to yeah. when that timing was. We were just there were points where we were it was difficult. We didn't realise if we would be able to get pregnant or not or mm. have children. We were told that yeah. Yep. Definitely back was up against the wall. Yeah, I hear you and not alone on that one. And look, before we dig into that, because it's something I definitely do want to do. I know 
again, in terms of us keeping our cl- cards close to our chest, it's something that is tough. I think especially as a bloke, so I'm keen to have a yarn through that one. Just just a random one, actually. So, and this has come up with my wife and I, I don't know, heaps of others. H- how'd you land on his or, you know, even you've got a second now, her name, her to be, that's your daughter in, in waiting in the oven. How, how'd you guys land on Marlo? And the name? Yeah. Kate came to me with it. Uh, she came to me with a few, obviously. I, like most males, just sort of yep. get given a list or get told about names. And then if I give a name, it quickly gets dismissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, she came with, with Marlo. And we were unsure. We didn't know what Marlo was we did, uh, sex-wise. We weren't sure if he was a boy or girl. We'll find out, obviously, at birth. So we, I think Marlo was going to be... Regardless of sex, yeah, named I remember Marlo. you saying that. Yeah, so yeah, she, that's cool. I don't know where she. Maybe it was like a kids' brand that she came across. Clothes brand. Yep. She's like, yep. oh, that's a cool name. Look, look deeper into the brand, and it was the owner's kid. I think it was the owner's son was Marlo. Nice daughter. I'm not sure. Yeah. But either way, he. And then when they said, "Oh, you've got a baby boy. Do you have a name for it yet?" Um, this is the midwife's. We sort of looked at each other. We go, "Are we running with Marlo?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah." So, yeah, mate, we love it. Happy days. What are your yeah. Thoughts? Oh, look, yeah, the old shortlist came up. We we were pretty settled on a boy's name, to be yep. honest. We literally had nothing else. Yep. But we were similar to you. We waited to know what the sex was, which, again, wouldn't change a thing on that. But, yeah, the girl stumped us. We had a couple. And you know what it's like when friends around similar age, you know, they're getting oh, – sorry, getting pregnant. They're, they're about to have their kid, and you're yep. like – Fuck! What's that? What's the name going to be? Yeah, <laughs> It'll not be Henry. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Like, Shit! I hope they don't know <laughs> yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, mate, we're pretty settled on Henry. I can't really remember how we jumped to it. It kind of just rung out, and we're both like, "Yep, that's that's it. It's solid." His middle name Kai is a bit of a play on my middle name Kai Han. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that was kind of it, really. So yeah, Kai Han. Tell us yeah. more. Where does that come from? <laughs> well, this is random. A lot of people don't know. Um, my I call him my dad, but it, someone I actually never knew. He's actually Turkish, so that's that's Turkish. Yeah, yeah right. pretty random. Yeah, so apparently, word has it, mum said, yeah, he wanted that to be my first name, and pretty staunch. I think the old, um, you yeah. know, on that side of the fence, you know what that looks like and whatever. But mum got a got her way. It's 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 Sam Sam Kahan. But yeah, it's pretty random. A lot of people don't know that actually. Actually, I don't ever so get Turkish in you. So they say, yeah. No, I do. I do. You wouldn't know it, mate. Fair, red. I get burnt at night. Both my mum, dad, black hair. You know, they didn't give me the blessed olive skin. But anyway, we'll we'll work through that. So there you go. A bit of a history lesson. But look, just to shift gears, you've got number two. It's cooking away and we'll be here in a matter of weeks now. A surprise again in terms of the sex or you know what you're having? We just sort of wanted to prepare Marlo one as to what sex he's having. Yep. Or not what sex he's having, but um, yeah, give it time. Boy or a girl, <laughs> yeah, like a few years, hopefully. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we wanted to prepare him and also get get excited about it. Yep. Um, so Marlo seems to call her Donna. Yeah. So shout out to all the Donners out there. But <laughs> Kate and I aren't really sold on it. We don't know where he got it from, but he's yep. called her Donna. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. Just on that, how have you introduced the idea of? Obviously, you're having a second kid. It's a little girl. Is there any little tips, tricks, things you're trying to, so it isn't a shock to the system to little Marlo man? Mate, he is, he's obsessed with his little sister already. So Epic. Kate's got a pretty big belly on her at the moment. Obviously, as I said, two months out, 
it'll be about 32 weeks or something. She, um, he's always cuddling, kissing, little Donna as he calls it. But yeah, the, <laughs> the Bubba. So he's, um, he's pumped. Donna, he sort of took a shine into it and wasn't really worried. I mean, come the birth, it could be a completely different story or a couple of weeks after when he realised he's not getting the attention he normally does. But no, he's, um, he's pumped. He's excited. Mate, very good. Very good. So look, switch gears a little bit. Let's peel it back. To how we got here, I know it's hard to talk about. I've found it, oh, absolutely. But the IVF and fertility journey. To backtrack, when did you guys ideally want kids, or you know, have the chat when in your relationship? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was pretty easy conversation. I don't even think it was a conversation. So Kate's um, comes from a pretty big family. They got. Three siblings, she's got two siblings, so there's three of them, and I've obviously got a couple of siblings. I had um, my oldest brother, Sean, who had two boys, or one at the time when Kate and I were trying to conceive, uh, Xavier, and Kate's sister had a daughter as well. So we're always around the nephews and, mm. and kids. So one of my big goals um, in life was family. Yep. I think, like a lot of us, you you want to grow up and and share a family with someone that you love and um, be that father, mother figure. So it wasn't even uh, a hard decision or something we had to discuss. We just yep. sort of said after after the wedding. Um, See how we go. We'll just have a crack and go for it. Uh, it was pretty much actually after the honeymoon or during the honeymoon we um, definitely have a crack and, and try and, yeah, have a kid. But we didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was. Mm. Sort of you, you'd trying for many, many years to not have a kid and then all yeah. of a sudden you realise, hold on, yep. you think you're going good at contraception. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying this the other day, maybe this is a little bit raw, but do you remember, and hopefully I'm not the only one here, but do you remember, <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah. call it call it 16 to 20-odd, mid-20s, late-20s, every time, you know, you get it done, you pretty much think if you aren't strapped up, something's going to happen, like – Dead set, she's got to be pregnant. You know, like every time you had sex, 100% they're going to be pregnant. Like it didn't matter if it was a current relationship at the time or, or otherwise. Did, did you not have that in your head that it's just, it's going to happen? Well, according to Kate, as I tell her, she's the only one I've been with. So, of course, yeah, really... yeah. Oh, look, I'm just saying hypothetically, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just know a couple of months. Mate, once, yeah, yeah. once said something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought I was just really good at, um, yeah, the contraception yeah, yeah, thing. But... Yep, yep. Little did I know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely scared me but every now and then. Like, never really had a scare. No. Or nothing to worry about. Maybe the, I was not as fertile as I originally thought. Yep, yep. And, and look, as you guys rolled through then, at what point were you both like, yeah, something isn't right here. Like, we, we might need to get, get stuff looked into. Yeah, so as I said, um, Kate's girlfriends were already having kids or pregnant at the time. We just recently got married. We'd done our honeymoon. It was the next step we wanted to take in our life. We wanted to be young parents. Not young, but um, mm, mm. didn't want to drag it out. We had nothing else that we needed to do before kids. We'd sort of ticked all those boxes. We'd travelled overseas together. Um, we'd partied enough. Mm. We'd, um, as I said, got married and we, we had our place together. And it was just a natural progression of the next thing we wanted to do. And after probably 12 12 months of really trying and tracking mm. um, the ovulation periods and things like that and, and trying to get the timing right and make sure the moon was in the right part of the sky and everything. And yep. 
after many, many months and many tries of it not working, we sort of just went, I just went down to the GP and said, just want to get my sperm checked and uh, see what condition it is. Like we're, we're struggling to, to fall pregnant anyway. So he, I did, I did that. He actually, you know, he referred me to um, an IVF doctor in DY uh, through IVF Australia just to get some tests done. Yep. Didn't think anything of it. He said, mate, it's probably just, I don't know, maybe your partner's just come off contraception and the body's not ready for it yet. Maybe you haven't got all the timing right. But anyway, you may as well go get it checked. And as I went down, or not as I went down there, but once we got the results, it was, he sort of told me that the motility of my sperm, which means the speed in which they move, was no good. So they were just slow. There were plenty of them there, but they weren't making the journey that they needed to to the egg. And he said to us, he goes, you need to do IVF. You're not going to get pregnant naturally without our help, whether that's a business. But after 12 months of trying, of course, we mm. said, it, was, it was a hard pill to swallow. But he said, you're going to need our assistance. And we were sort of all on board because as someone got pregnant in the friend group or someone we knew, it was just devastating because yep. we're just like, when's it going to be our chance? Yeah. When's it going to be our turn? I reckon uh, that's one of the hardest things, you know. Like I remember, and again... We went, obviously, as you know, down a similar path. And that was one of the hardest things, I reckon. You know, like seeing other people, you know, and you're stoked for them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but, absolutely. you know, you're kind of here going, yeah, what's, like, why, why us? Like, why mm. isn't it happening, you know? And, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, and then you know sure. people that they bloody fall over and they get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, being one of four boys, yeah. I never thought that it was going to be difficult. Or Kate's, Kate's sister's got four kids and... Mm. things like that and then all the girlfriends were having kids and it was just devastating as you said yeah stoked couldn't be happier for them but you just went through those waves yeah, of emotions tough. every single time how, how do you do you recall how you felt when you know obviously you got your test you're thinking oh this is routine let's just you mm-hmm. know tick that box make sure everything's all good or if it's not get it sorted do you remember how you felt when they basically came back to you and told you that news yeah so Obviously, not only I got tests on my sperm, but Kate got all her egg, egg count yep. check, things like that, all the female checks of of um, everything that needs to align to for, for someone to fall pregnant. And we found out that her egg count was a low egg count. So she didn't have a huge supply of eggs. Now, that is not ideal for IVF. So the way that IVF works is they collect all your eggs, let's say 100 eggs, that increases your chance of then creating embryos. So they take 100 mm. of my sperm. You've now got 100 embryos that, or potentially 100 embryos that they can make into, um, yeah, that they can sort of put in their lab and, and make into embryos. And then you've got 100 chances of the body accepting one of those embryos and then falling pregnant. Now, the way it worked with Marlo is, as I said, Kate had a low egg count and my sperm motility wasn't that strong. So... Falling, nat- falling pregnant naturally with a low egg count, I don't think is the end of the world because you really only need one egg. Mm. But if your sperm's not getting there like mine wasn't, well, then we were going to battle naturally. Yep. So then you go to the IVF side and with Kate's, Kate's low egg count, our chances were slimmer because we didn't have that big pool of yeah, potential of multiple embryos. So we, we were pretty pretty gutted as anyone would be, like especially, I mean, the... The girls take it really hard, especially like, I don't know, they say they're, they feel like sometimes they're, 
here to be mothers mm, mm. and reproduce. I mean, we all are yep. here to be fathers. We're here to reproduce, but they've got to play a massive role in that, bring that baby into the world. Um, as you know, like what they go through. So they, Kate was really, really upset, but at the same time, we're in it together. Like we, it's not like it was one of us that had a, a bigger problem than the other. Like we both sort of had our in it together. Yeah, yeah, we're in it together. My sperm was no, no good for naturally, and Kate's eggs weren't. I egg count wasn't ideal for IVF, so it was always going to be difficult. And we were, we were lucky. Like, don't get me wrong. Like some would say we're unlucky because we had to go down the IVF road, but then we say, God, we're lucky because we've got our son. Like, we couldn't be happier. Hundred percent. And to that point. Like a lot of people don't know, and I was, to be honest, I was kind of blown away. I had no idea about the whole thing, IVF that is, um, and I probably wouldn't have really until I've got into it myself. But Marlo was honestly a miracle, wasn't he? Like, what did it come down to? What, uh, yeah, so it was the way it worked. I think oh, this is over two years ago now, probably nearly three years ago. He, I think, when they do the egg collection, so the girls they go under um, general anaesthetic and they have like a surgery to collect the eggs. So I think, let's say they collected, I think it was like nine eggs, mm-hmm. maybe seven eggs. I'm going to say nine. Let's say it was nine. And then they take my sperm sample and they collect the nine best-looking sperm on size, like how fast they're moving and health and anyway, the best-looking ones. And then they put those nine sperm into the egg. So then what happens is over the next five days, they incubate the egg and try and make it or try and let it grow into a into a um, embryo. So over those five-day incubation period, the eggs were just dropping off. They weren't surviving. They weren't um, They weren't healthy. So after the first night, it went down to seven. After the next night, it went to five. There was one night left. We were booked in for the, um, the day in which they put the embryo into the female's body and we were down to one embryo. And so it was literally our last chance Otherwise, we'd have to complete the whole surgery again. Like many people do, they have to go through a few rounds, but we were lucky enough, as I said, just to get it on that first round. We, Some people, if you have multiple embryos, you can then freeze them. So if we had have had four spare, you'd freeze the four, and the next time we want to have a kid, we don't have to go through the whole procedure. We can take one of those, and, and hopefully the body will accept it. But yeah, last night we're down to one embryo, and, and thankfully the body accepted it, and nine months later we had... Yeah, little Marley. Happy days. Yeah, very Marley good, was. mate. Very good. Look, just on the oh, – you mentioned you saw the GP. You went to the IVF clinic in DY. Yep. Mate, any other weird or wonderful things you, you saw or tried or, you know, naturopath, was there any yeah. Chinese medicine involved or, mate, you know, like – We went down – yeah, we stories. tried everything. We knew um, – and it's a big cost. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing cheap about it. We wanted to give everything the best chance. We didn't want to have to drag this out as long as possible. We knew it was going to be difficult. Like, There's no 100% chance IVF is going to work for you because mm. it doesn't for a lot of people. And we've had failed attempts at IVF for our second kid. But back on that, that first one, I stopped drinking. Kate stopped drinking. So there was no alcohol for uh, months and months, probably like five months, I'm going to say, leading up to leading up to procedure. Yep. We tried to just get everything as healthy. We ate all organic. I didn't, neither of us drank any caffeine. Yep. We did no sugar. As I said, no alcohol. Kate was seeing a naturopath once every fortnight or something like that. And also acupuncturist. So yeah. we spent a lot of money, like not just in the procedure, but, and then also in, um, in all these different 
Way alternative medicines and yeah yeah that's right it. and just you just want to give your body the best chance you can yeah exactly. so we just went and you do anything right for you exactly you know, for that for that yeah pot of gold at the end of the rainbow so yeah we, we did a bit and i think that's my biggest advice for anyone going through it is just sort of try and treat your body right as well because yeah. your body obviously it's got a lot of work to do for all these moons to align and ivf is no sure thing mm. so you want to give your body the best chance and it worked for us so as far as I know, those things have, have definitely helped, definitely benefited us. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Just just during that period too, do you recall, and I know you've had to go through this twice now, but your support network, uh, how did you keep positive? You know, how did you, because there's days, right? Yeah, How did sure. you try and keep on track, whether it was you, Kate, both of you? Oh, man, the, the girls there, I felt like I was just Mr. Positive. Yep. I was like, yep, we've got this, it's going to work because the emotions that the girls go through, um, which is hard for the guy because you're Mr. Positive, Mr. Positive and you don't get the chance to be like, shit, what's yeah. going to happen if this doesn't work? Yeah, or yeah. What, you never really get to put that, well, I didn't personally get to put that thought in my head because I just want to be positive for Kate because they're injecting themselves daily with a hormone that just throws everything out mm. and they just, like female hormones... Are tricky it's a bit going on, isn't there? There's plenty going on. <laughs> no, like, but, a lot more yeah. than us. We're yeah, sort of yeah. just like monkeys bashing symbols in, <laughs> yeah. in their head. Bit of testosterone. Got, yeah, 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 yeah. They've got it all happening, right. and then they're just going to inject these more, these more hormones to try and even up these levels yep. to make yep. IVF right. So their ups and downs, as, yeah. as expected, are through the roof. So you're just trying to be there for your wife or partner. Um, but for me. I don't know. I don't really think I dealt with it very. Not mm. that I didn't deal with it very well, but um, you I kind of just really, push it to the side a bit, don't you? Or, or, yeah, or you just internalize did. it. Yeah, definitely internalize it. I tried. Probably one of my traits, probably not a good trait, is I bottle everything up, and I just sort of not ignored it, but yeah, just bottled mm. it up and didn't really think too much of it. I was lucky enough at the end of the that ordeal that we had our son. Yeah. So, mate, I think that's pretty common to be honest, and. Look, I definitely can can resonate there. Oh, I think that's probably what speak to anyone. My mum, my wife, mm. really anyone that knows me. Just bottling things up is just kind of what I do, and what a lot of us do, I think. And hence, you know, mate, appreciate you coming on and having a chat. And I think, you know, I think we're getting better at it. But yeah, well, mate, it's, what it's you're tough. doing, yeah, <laughs> with father is, is is unreal because this is oh, by far the more I, the most I've spoken. It's actually the um, most I've done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I haven't spoken to anyone about it, and now this is going. Yeah, exactly, mates. No, but look, moving on then. So, did you? And on that comfort piece too, did you get any comfort, or did you seek anything externally? Like, did you, like, did you try reading up? Did you try and find a potty out there in our language, or listen to things, or whatever, just to try and make sense of it? Because that's something I struggled with. I was struggling with going. Okay, I'm going through this thing. I don't know where to start. Like, I'm trying to do this, not on my own, but, you know, as you said, you kind of, as a bloke, you kind of bottle it up a bit. But did you find anything or did you did you look um, or were you just kind of roll with it? I didn't dive into it too much. Um, I don't know if I was sort of a bit naive or... Is naive the right word? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, definitely. Oh, look, maybe it's, oblivious it's to yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, I might have been, yeah, as I said, a bit oblivious to the yeah. idea. Not the not oblivious, but um, I didn't really dive into it all that much. I sort of just 
Kate did heap of reading on it, and yeah, sometimes the more you read, the, Aye, that's it. You can just read. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. I, I'm not sure. Google's 100%. a dangerous thing too, <laughs> mate. To be honest, now nah, that if there was a podcast or something out there that that did speak, like mate, this if I was listening to a couple of blokes like you and I are talking now, it it would it would help. Yeah, because everyone's IVF journey is different. Yep. So you and Emmy had to do IVF, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for some reason, a multiple amount of our friends, heaps of our friends have had to do it, which is a shame. Not sure why, but everyone's journey and reasons are different. So, look, with all due respect to the missus, mate, any scares in the past with old flames to maybe gave you some false sense of, yeah, I'm good? Nah, not so much old flames. Um with all due respect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I was pretty lucky or safe, I suppose. Mm. So nothing was ever phased me in regards to having a scare or um, a potential tin lid. But um, <laughs> no, but obviously when Kate and I were together pre-marriage for five, maybe six years before we got married mm. um, and weren't in the stage to be having kids, Kate actually went off... Um, contraception for for quite some years just because it didn't sit well with her it didn't didn't agree with her and for whatever reason so she was she was off the contraception so i thought i was just really good at pulling out for, <laughs> yeah. for two or three years but oh mate probably, now, <laughs> probably in hindsight i was just infertile yep so yeah i hear you. there were scares in regards to yeah. that yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah with kate pre-marriage and pre-ready to have yeah, kids yeah. Yep, yep. Um, because we definitely wanted to get married before we had kids. That was just our personal choice. Yep. But um, and that's I suppose it. Hey, it was it's a like, few... oh, if it's a day late, if it's a day, it's like, oh. yeah, maybe we were, maybe there were a few we scares then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably nothing to really worry about. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, very good. And I want to jump to the second, mate. You've got a new one on the way next month, which is epic. You can release the name if you'd like to, or you can keep it close to your chest today. Told you, Donna. <laughs> Donna, yeah. <laughs> Marlowe, it's Donna. Um, <laughs> no, look, talk us through that. Like, again, mentally going, fuck, we're going to have to do this again, you know, the IVF, be it financially, emotionally. Surely that's taken its toll, and I know you've had a couple of cracks at it. Do you want to just unpack that a little bit for us, but then also tell us how you've got to your second? Yeah. Yeah, we sort of thought, after, oh, maybe when Marlo was one that Kate should probably stop breastfeeding. Yeah, right on pretty much when he was one, stop breastfeeding and start because, oh, mate, I'm no, no doctor on this, but I, pregnancy and uh, becoming pregnant is hard if you're still breastfeeding, I think, mm. um, and getting the period back and things like that. So we'd planned after the age Marlo turned one that we'd sort of start trying again. Um, we knew we were going to be yeah up against the ropes with it and, and it was going to be no easy feat. So... We started naturally, um, as you do, which is good for the relationship in many ways. And then, again, no luck, no luck. Started tracking all the ovulations, trying to get all the moons to align and and do everything right and nothing. So we went back and saw our doctor, um, got all our tests done again because over those 12 to 18, 24 months, obviously things can change. And again, it was a similar situation. So we sort of dealt with the um, the idea and had the chat that we're going to have to go down the IVF road again, which is tough, um, as you said, both mentally, physically, especially mm. if you've got a 
young child, a toddler running around, and again, financially, like we just bought a new place uh, and trying to do a renovation on it, and then you've got to fork out these big dollars. Um, yeah, there's life, and then this is just thrown in too, right? Yeah, so. exactly, and then you see old mate down the road, he just fell over and he gets yeah. pregnant, and he's, yep. you know, he's got eight kids, but um, <laughs> good, good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on him. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, we... we we started IVF, seen some doctors again, and um, we actually did one round. And again, we, with Kate's low egg count, we didn't get the, the big high numbers of chances, I suppose you'd call it, or high pool of eggs and therefore embryos. Um, and we didn't get a result we wanted. We had a failed, I say you'd, you'd call it a failed attempt. Um, so the whole process, unfortunately, didn't work, which was a bit of a, um, oh, it was, yeah, it was very disheartening, actually, like, because we were really lucky with Marlo, we thought, oh, yeah, we, this IVF is a pretty cool thing. Like, it's going to give us what we're after. Um, it didn't. And that's sort of after that one, financially, we were sort of thinking, oh, how long is this going to go on for? How many attempts is this going to be? We don't want Marlo to be an only child. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just the way we were brought up with multiple siblings that we were like, wanted to sort of give him a sibling. So, so that attempt didn't work, which um, we battled with. Not battled with, but... It's got to be it, tough, right? Anytime it is you, tough. Yeah. And it, it was different maybe because we had Marlo. We, it didn't affect us as much because we're like turned to, uh, turned to our left and we're like, oh, there's our yeah. beautiful little boy. So we can't, can't be too upset. Um, but at the same time, you're disheartened. Yeah, and then I think we had a couple of trips lined up. We were going away down with some friends down to Batlow, down, um, down south. And then we had another trip up to Queensland. We are up on the Goldie for a week. I had a a month off the fireys and the building and just sort of thought, you know what, let's just let's just relax. And they always say, oh, stress is a big – if you read up on IVF and, mm. and not just IVF but um, trying to conceive, mm. it's um, they always say try and eliminate as much stress if you're having troubles. And maybe it had something to do with it. We went, yeah, for these two holidays and stopped working and didn't have the stressful high – high tense life mm. that we did prior to that and um and they you've also hear people say oh now that you've had one kid you might not you might fall yeah. pregnant naturally you don't need to do and you're thinking ah oh, shut up mate like <laughs> you don't know what yeah, we're going yeah, through yeah, exactly. or yeah that might have happened yeah. to yeah your, your mate's, mate's cousin's, cousin's brother yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> little puppy dog down the road <laughs> yeah. and you're just like fuck yeah thanks mate appreciate it yeah let's fingers crossed but as i said we had these two holidays and we again timed everything, and and like a month later, Kate's like, "Fuck, I haven't had my period." Like, this is weird. Not getting our hopes up or anything, thinking, "Oh, something, something fishy's going on here." So we were just walking down in Manly, and um, Marlo and I were waiting out the front of of one of the pharmacies in the Corso, and she ran in and grabbed a couple of pregnancy tests, and we went home, and she did one, and she came running out like in tears saying it says I'm pregnant and I was like just like thinking yeah nah, it's, it's wrong yeah it's wrong yeah, she yeah. goes so she ran over to the pharmacy and and grabbed like another 10 pack <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> just to be sure yeah. nah, she grabbed another couple and and we're like ah oh, this one says like yeah we're on we're on here yeah, I was yeah. like surely not it, it sort of too good to be true sort of feeling and um again as the days went on she she did another one and then booked in with the with the doctor and they test all the levels of this whatever 
um, hormone it is. Mm, um, mm. AMH, maybe? Yeah, right. Whatever yep. those three yep. letters are. But there's a hormone that they test, and if it starts to peak and then doubles the next day or something like that, and, and mate, we're on track. We're on track and got the heartbeat tests maybe, I don't know, four weeks later? That's when it gets Is that real. what it is? Yeah, about that. And, mate, the heartbeat was there, and the doctor said congratulations. And Yep. Mate, that's oh. still, we still pinch ourselves and just like, how did that happen? Like, yeah, I remember you told me, and it was even even I feel obviously that happened naturally, and it's just the best thing in the world, mate. I'm so stoked for you guys. But even like when you go through the IVF thing, even when they tell you, you know, you're having a kid, it's worked. It's like, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no way. Get you're me to that T N I P T N I P T. You know, get me to that next scan. Get that me to that next sort one. of one they talk yeah, about. Yeah, over yeah, there. yeah. I just need to thirteen weeker exactly. or twelve weeker. Yeah, yeah. Just get me to each and every one. And you're trying to not to get excited. Well, yeah. you're excited, but you're not trying to, yeah, get over the moon and, and jinx yourself and things like that. Yeah. To be honest, like, yeah, exactly. And again, rightly or wrongly, like I feel for me anyway, if I could change one thing almost would be when we were going through, when, when Emmy was pregnant, it was amazing, right? And you could see the belly growing and everything. But I was still, a part of me was like, and this is bad to say, but almost feeling like, it just seems too good. Like, is 100%. something going to happen? Like, I, I'm 100%. not going to let myself believe this is here till he or she's looking at me. Mate, that's exactly the way I felt because over those few years, you've had so much bad news. Yep, yep. You can't do this. You can't do that. You need to do this. You, we need to do these tests. Um, that didn't work. Mm. And you're just thinking, hold on. You've been told you've got a kid, but like, when is it all? When are all the walls going to crumble in like yeah. they normally have been over the last few years? It's just crazy, isn't it? You, you finally get that. That prize at the end of the, oh, at, the yeah. at the end of the day, and it's just ah, oh, it's incredible, best thing in the world, mate. But no, look, that's unreal, and it's just crazy. It's funny, like I know you mentioned the um the stress thing, and it's you know people say less stress, more more of a chance, and all that jazz. But again, if you go through a process like we did, it's it's the furthest thing you can almost like. You, you're so anxious, you're so stressed, you're putting stress as you said, like emotionally, physically, you know, financially, and you're kind of going. How do I not be stressed? We're riding on this thing. We're invested, yeah. so it's it's bloody tough. But it um, is, and yeah, like hopefully, guys out there are now like maybe this podcast and father will shed a bit of light on it and mm. and realize that other guys are going through it and they're not alone. It's like when I did IVF, I think as you said, Marla was one of the younger, one of the first kids, so I didn't really know that many guys that had been through it that I was able to talk mm. to about it. But as I said, like heaps of our mates have had to go through the yeah down that road. So, well, that's it, mate. And I remember, look, to be honest, and I'd heard about it broadly in the past, but you were honestly one of the first people that I knew, like closely, personally, that had gone down that path. And I remember, like, we caught up, and again, you know, we're super close mates, and like we talked about it. But you know, and I was like, I genuinely was hoping you and Kate were good and travelling well, but. You know, it's still hard to talk about. And, sure. and and you guys are the first that I knew. And then fast forward, where you know, I was in the same boat. And and as you mentioned, like half, it seems, <laughs> the beaches or not, or yeah. at least half half the broader crew is. Yeah, so sure. it's just, it's wild. Just having hopefully a, a platform that facilitates, you know, the convo. And, mate, just know you, you're, not, you're not struggling. You're not out there, not necessarily not struggling, but you're, you're not by yourself. And I don't know if I'm going to shed light on those. Certain mums or fathers, or if I just go, oh, how good is this? Like, yeah, all over Instagram, like, this is the this best is, ever. You're yeah. Just like, mate. mate, that's it. I, one, one thing I don't quite understand, and look, not to be critical of anyone out there no, listening in particular, but one thing, yeah, that I just don't 
get and maybe it's a society thing, maybe it's all the social media, whatever. I don't know. But there's no, like, there's no, I just don't know why people aren't upfront and honest. You know, like if you're having a, a tough trot, that's cool. Like yeah. it's not a reflection of you on you as a parent or your child necessarily a yeah. lot of the time. It's just the way it is. And, you know, to be honest, you put on a brave face and, you know, whether it's the mother's group or made out a little dad's group, which is pretty much beers up the road. Yeah. Um, it's cool to just call it out, you know, and because I feel like it does give some people this sense of like something is something's wrong, you know. Like I know, yeah, you come home rattled after a session with the boys, you know, talking all dad's business, of course, but yeah. and then just realise that everything's got it all rosy, but except for you, and but really in rela- reality, you know, there is a bit more going on that yeah. people just don't share. And like, it's not good for <laughs> some parents. Like, I reckon if. Yeah, there's no point putting this front. If you've got a perfect kid, epic. That's unreal. But if you don't oh, yeah. and you're sort of given this um, spiel that you do, how easy is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mate, it's not good for, no. for the mental health of no. certainly not me. I was yeah. like, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, tell me something yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make it up. Yeah. <laughs> tell me your kid uh. just did a shit on the floor like <laughs> mine did. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, make it up. Make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> mate, very good. So, a few tips, like, do you have any, firstly, as a new dad, or new dads, I should say, do you have any tips for them? Secondly, for those that are trying to get to this point? Um, yeah, new dads, oh, tips, my tips could be the complete opposite of what you need <laughs> for your son or daughter. Biggest tip is just spend as much time as you can with your missus, straight, especially straight after the birth, or your your husband, or your partner, or however it may be, especially depending if they've had a tough birth, like, mm, mate, mm. they need as much support. Like, yep. they could have slept for or not slept for two, three days. If they've had a long birth, um, they're in labour for, like, I know we were in, or Kate was in labour for 24 hours. Like, that's yeah, not out of the ordinary. Like, I agree with you, yeah. I, I feel like, on my end at least, I feel... You have the kid and that'd be the one of the biggest things I'd say, you know, like you only get that bubble for so long, you know, yep. just you, yep. your other half and your child before you're out there in the world, before, you know, people start rolling around, whether it's friends or family coming to check on it, which is lovely, but, you know, you only get that little bubble, the three of you, for just a short period, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. So, yeah, that's something to hang on to for sure. Um, and a massive one is, oh, I know everyone says it, oh, time flies, it goes so quick, but... Man, it, it, as you know, it you blink and, and you've lost a couple of months. You've yeah. like Marlo's two now, and I yeah, it has gone too fast. Um, so just spend that time because you're not going to get it back when they're that age. Mm, mm. You're never going to get that that newborn or that then toddler or that then five year old, that six year old, that yep. ten year old, that teenage years or um, that again. So just be present, right? Like I feel oh, for sure. My work life again, no life coach here, but. I feel, especially with a kid, something I'm trying to be conscious of is just being present, you know, and it sounds super simple. I find it hard. So you're right, like, otherwise it does literally mm. fly and it is cliche, but you scroll back through those photos in your phone and it's like, what? Yeah, and it's a tricky one because especially for whoever is doing the work in the family, with mm. you, mm. you might be trying to bust your ass and work as much as you can so that you can provide this life that you want for your kid or give them, uh, I don't know, like, a home or some kind of um, a holiday every year or whatever. So you're busting your ass, but at the same time, 
you've got to find a happy medium of mm. spending time at home and quality time versus getting out there and work. I find I found that hard. Yep. yep. Uh, for sure, especially in those early days, like like we had some big expenses, as I said, like and things like that. And we were trying to get to this point where we wanted to renovate that new place we got and things like that. But you've got to find a happy medium of being at home supporting your partner and spending that quality time as a family and and then at the same time trying to find a happy medium and getting out there for me, getting out there and, and working and earning those dollars to, to provide that, yep. that life that you want. Yeah, that's, that, that's a tricky one that I've found that I suppose many dads would. Yeah. yeah it's not easy, is it? Nah. But no, it's solid. In um, in regards to people trying to get to where we, we're lucky enough to be, don't give up. Like, you can't. The big one is, is the healthy one, I reckon. Like, try and really cut that. Get yourself uh, in good nick. Yeah, for sure. Try and get that alcohol down to a minimum. Like, if you're trying to have a, a kid and you're out there partying every time or drinking all every couple yeah. of nights or having big, yeah. big benders and doing what, doing whatever you do, it's certainly not going to help. No. If you're spending the coin, because it's not cheap, let's be honest. Yeah. And the even least, if you're not doing yeah. the IVF, if, even if you're not at that yeah. stage and you're just trying to do it all naturally like everyone starts trying mm. um, and you're having troubles, mate, you, you've really got to look after yourself because, as I said, if you're out there partying all the time, what mm. do you expect? Your body's not going to be giving it its best shot. With you there, 100% same page, so... I like being social. I did like going out yeah. and I did find it hard, especially at the start because I feel like it's just ingrained in us anyway. You go out, you socialise, you have a drink, you know, and then That's one right. can lead to three, some of us it leads to 15. And especially if you're struggling with the, you're struggling with many things like we've discussed, you're out there, you want to sort of mm. unload and relax and, yep. and hang out with your mates, but you're then sort of, you're off the drink mm. because you're trying to get your health, body healthy yeah, exactly. to, to, to get this kid and to um yeah to mm. to form a family, but it's sort of that thing where like you want to get out there and go with yeah, beers, beers with yeah. the boys, but you sort of you got to do what you got to do, hey. Oh, absolutely. But it's not. It's yeah, a, it's a small price to pay. Yeah, exactly right. But like just on that point, and then to, to round that out, like I feel the booze too, and especially look, I know myself personally because I have always bottled things up, and again, in a bad way, probably un or subconsciously, I've almost used booze as an outlet without really even knowing like I'll yeah. you know I'm bottling everything up you know putting on a brave face have a couple of drinks and then I'll just I'm having a good time and it, and it, and it does sometimes it has in the past just gone too far and and then yeah you kind of just yeah you, you probably have a few too many you know what I mean yeah. it can be a detriment and yeah it's a small price to pay stay off the booze give your body a break give yeah. yourself all the best chances and yeah get firing get cracking so here you go yeah. Alrighty, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know these types of chats aren't the easiest at the best of times, let alone throwing it out there publicly. And but, mate, as I said, really, you know, really meant a lot for me to you come on first up. I know it can be daunting. It's still daunting, but really appreciate the vulnerability and just the chat in general, mate. And I hope you know people out there they've maybe got some entertainment out of it, maybe got some education out of it, and if nothing else, have, have had a bit of a laugh along the way. So no. Really appreciate it. Anything you'd like to leave oh, us with? Oh, mate, just massive thanks. Thanks for not only today and inviting me down to the sports bar for um, <laughs> for a yarn, but for everything you're doing. Like, Father, it, it's something that isn't spoken about and, mate, it's unreal. It, hopefully, as yeah, as you said, that people are learning and, and it's been good for me. Mm. It's been great for me to be able to just open up. Yeah, as you said, vulnerable. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I haven't even spoken to my wife about 
as much as I have um, or any of my mates. So it, it's been great. Thanks again for what, what you're doing. No, thank you, brother. If there's anyone out there that would you feel this would resonate with, obviously feel free to share, like, post, all that cheesy, great stuff. Please do so. And, yeah, look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And thanks again, brother. Look forward to having you on the next time, mate. Yeah, easy. Hey, Root. We can go further. We can go further.